Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Welcome icons to today's podcast. I'm so excited because this podcast has been rearranged several times, but we are here today with Jemima Faye Goodall. And if that name doesn't catch your attention, I don't know what will, but I wish you could see the beauty that is in front of me. We have kind of been friends over social a little bit, getting to know each other, but this is our first time meeting each other. Jemima has really cool business experience friends, but she's also so one of those people that you just want to get to know a little more because she's so open and honest and vulnerable. So those things all put together is like my kind of girl. And uh, I'm excited to share with you Jemima today. And thank you so much from South Africa. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, hi Jen. Hi, guys. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Jen, I have been chomping at the bit to get on your podcast. And as you mentioned, been some rescheduling and we've struggled a bit, but we're here and I'm so, so excited to be chatting to you today. I am too. I really am. I'm excited to get to know you more. So those of you tuning in right now, you're kind of learning about Jemima at the same time I am. There's something about her that I hope really gets sort of pulled out today because I think not only is she a beautiful human, but like I said, in introducing you, you've had a lot of business experience and some pivoting Mm -hmm. in your business Mm -hmm. that I really relate to, but also really get inspired by. I love when people people make shifts and tweaks in their life to either go with the times we're in currently Mm -hmm. or just Mm -hmm. feeling like you want something fresh and new. And I feel like you're going to be a great person to reveal that for us. Oh, well, I hope so. I hope so. You've set the bar pretty high, Jen. (laughs) Well, I think I should. So let's start with who you are. I'd love just to like dig into like what your childhood was like and where, how you kind of got to who you are today. That's an interesting question because that's actually something that I've been doing a lot of work on recently. I was introduced to a concept that I think was put forth by Jim Fortin not so long ago around identity and beliefs and the triangle of environment and behavior and beliefs and identity. And I've been doing a lot of work on this. And so I think that my answer to your question today is probably going to be quite different to the answers that I've given in the past and possibly still a little bit unrefined because I think I'm still figuring this all out. But to answer your question, Jen, yes, I'm in Cape Town. I'm in South Africa. I was born in Europe, but I grew up here. I started my first business when I was 26. Feels like a lifetime ago. I was 26 when I started my first business and I grew up in a home that was very abusive and very traumatic. I think that what that meant for me was that I grew up being very self-sufficient So I think entrepreneurship was just not only in my DNA, because there are a lot of entrepreneurial women in my family, but I think I was molded into being that very self-sufficient kind of person. What has happened, I think, since I was a child is that I have grown up with this belief that I have to do everything on my own. And what that has made very difficult the last few years as a business owner and as a leader is building out a team. And so the work that I'm currently doing is on reframing the childhood that I had and, and just changing my perspective on it. And it's no longer that I was the abused child or I was the the traumatized child or I was the abandoned child. Actually, Jen, 
I'm the lucky one. I was the lucky child. I was given all of this power and this opportunity and this source material as unfair as it may seem for an eight-year-old child. It's Mm -hmm. source material and it's set me up for what I hope is impact and um, compassion and empathy. And that's what I'm reframing at the moment. So that's who I am. That's a little bit about where I come from. That's the backstory. And as I said, it's a little bit unrefined still, but we're we're working it out. We're working it out. It's still, it's, you know, there are big pieces of paper and scribbles and all sorts of mind maps Mm -hmm. happening and we're figuring it out. (laughs) Here's the thing. If we're all being honest, we all are. And I think that's just Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. in general. I think Mm -hmm. this is an evolution of really determining why did we have certain experiences? What can we learn from that? And who we really are as our soul, what we were born with versus Mm -hmm. what was taught or how we were molded, as you said a little bit earlier. So it's interesting you say that because I'm actually in the exact same process as you right now as bringing out little Jen. And this is a Mm. new concept to me as well. It was always about thinking about who you want to be. So looking Mm. forward versus looking back at like, what did little Jen need or what was she seeking or who was she that Mm. we can bring forward into that future sense of self. So it's a process. It is such a process. It's such a process. And it gets a little bit raw sometimes, but it's really exciting. I'm really excited about what that level of work on myself is going to create space for, because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be special. Well, you use such beautiful, powerful words, compassion, power. (laughs) I mean, these are things when you have that realization of what it actually has taught you, like the resilience you have Mm -hmm. and the empathy you have towards others, that's when you're going to become unstoppable. And it's no coincidence that this is kind of where you are today. Yeah, I, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I think there's been a lot of limiting beliefs that come with the identity that I've held on to for so many years. And so there's been a lot of work I've had to do around around the limiting beliefs. And as I said, now it's an upper level problem. I'm struggling to keep my senior team happy because as I said, one of the things that I struggle with is having help or asking for help or not being alone. And so I think every time we go to a new level of success in our businesses and our careers and our lives in general, we're just faced with new stuff. We're just faced with new, new things. And, and, um, you know, everybody says you've got to peel off all the layers of the onion and they're not kidding when they say that. <laughs> it's never ending. <laughs> just when you think you've been working on yourself for 10 years, there's more that you just didn't even realize you had to deal with. Yeah. And you know, Jemima, my belief is right or wrong, but I, I really believe it's always a test for that next version of ourselves. You have made a pivot, which we're going to get into. And I believe mm-hmm. you've opened massive doors for yourself. So in order to be prepared for that success as a person, and in business, it's all these things that have to happen so that you can elevate yourself into that stature, posture for mm-hmm. who or what that business, the people you're going to be surrounded by need and who you need to be for you to be able to really capitalize, utilize, and celebrate all the beautiful successes that I know are right in front of you. I can't wait to see them happen. 100%, Jen. And you're so right. You hit the nail on the head because what I've been able to do for the past 10 years in my career is build up businesses that allowed me to be very much back office. As you said, we're going to get into it and we're going to talk about what my businesses look like today because they look Mm. very different after COVID. But what I'm being forced to do is come to the forefront. Mm. I'm actually being forced to step forward and be my businesses for the first time in a long time. And that is, you're, you're absolutely right. It's forcing me to explore a new version of me, a new level of my success, and that it's all come together. It is. Interestingly, this year. 
<laughs> it is. I, I believe that. And I see that. And I have this sense. I have pretty good intuition actually. So my intuition oh, is amazing. telling me that, yeah, this work is, is for you. It always is for you, but mm-hmm. certainly for mm-hmm. you in this moment. So let's talk a little bit about these businesses. Cause I'm sure people are on the edge of their seat right now going, okay, <laughs> but what is it? Like, tell me. So I would love to talk about something sassy first, if that's okay with you. I'd love to learn how sure. that happened and what that business looks like and so on. Sure. So something sassy is a South African underwear brand that I started in 2017 towards the end of 2016, actually. And we launched in 2017. So we're, we're about four, three or four years old. So we're, I've got a business partner. So when I say we, that's what I'm referring to. Okay. We noticed a gap in the market in South Africa specifically for an underwear that was both cute and comfortable, the equivalent of maybe a Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. or a Kelvin Klein, which we don't have in South Africa. We don't get okay. Victoria's Secret and we don't get Kelvin Klein underwear in South Africa. That's something that we had noticed many years before because as girls and as girls who really like underwear and as girls who are fortunate enough to have traveled quite a lot, I would always, me and my business partner, actually, we would both always just buy our underwear when we were overseas because there was nowhere in South Africa to do that. So that was the first thing that I noticed. And then the second thing that I noticed, the second gap in the market that I identified was for retailers. So my first business that I mentioned that I started when I was 26 was a distribution business. So we distributed cosmetics and women's clothing around wow. South Africa. So we imported international brands and we distributed to, to retailers around South Africa. And one of the brands that we distributed was an underwear brand. Mm. And I started to notice that retailers were asking for something very specific. And I did the responsible thing. And I went to our supplier and I said, this is what your customers want. And they weren't interested in expanding their collection. And that's how Something Sassy was born. Wow. I went to my business partner and I said, look, this is the gap in the market. This is what I know retailers want. Why don't we do this now? Jen, we had zero experience between the two of us in clothing and textiles. Zero. Wow. (laughs) So I had a bit of a business background. I knew a bit about distribution and sales and marketing and retail. And my business partner is a fantastic designer and she's got an eye for design. Fun side fact, she was 16 years old when we started. No. I promise you, Jen. But I knew that at the age of 16, three or four years ago, and even now, they are such a powerful demographic. Mm. girls who are 16 to 18 years old. So powerful. Tell me why. And they have their finger on the pulse. They have their finger on the pulse more than anybody else. They know what is going on in the world in terms of fashion. If we're talking about fashion and trends and what other women want, they know exactly what is happening. And so I went to Georgia. She was 16. She's my cousin. And I said to her, this is what I want to do, but I'm not doing it without you because you know more about what, at the time, you know more about what girls are looking for. You know more about what's happening on Instagram, on TikTok. Well, at the time it was still Snapchat was still the thing, right? You know more about what's happening out there. This is the brand I want to build. I want to build an underwear brand that has a very big sense of community behind it so that the girls who are shopping with us feel like that they're a part of something bigger. And that's what we did. It took us a long time to develop a product and to launch, to get to market, but it has been phenomenal, Jen. It's been phenomenal. I think in May, we were featured in the May issue of British Vogue. Yes, with Rihanna on the cover, who is my... (laughs) 
soulmate. She doesn't know it, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it's just been phenomenal. We launched into Australia last year. I went over, I set up our distribution center in Sydney. So we're in Australia. And then in February, I was in Los Angeles trying to get us set up in LA and then COVID happened. So we had to put everything on hold, but we started the ball rolling. So that's something sassy. It's been a phenomenal journey. It's very exciting. It's a real passion project for us. And and that's really what it is. And, And that's where we really get to have some creative fun. Mm, passion project. Love that. Um, you <laughs> talked to me before we started recording. I think this is important because I had asked you why underwear versus lingerie. And I mm, wondered if mm. it was just, it was something specific or what it was. And I really loved what you said. If you don't mind sharing that, I think that was a really important piece. Mm. So we refer to it as underwear as opposed to lingerie. And we do that very specifically. We do it for a reason, because for me, my feeling is that lingerie is perceived as something that is for a special occasion. It's something very sexy. It's something you go out and you shop for, especially, or you go and buy for an anniversary or a date or whatever, Valentine's Day. And what we created, what we set out to create was an underwear that was cute and it made women feel sexy, but it was something that you could wear every day because Mm. it's practical, because it's cost-effective, it's inexpensive. So you can have your whole underwear drawer can be something sassy and that's all you need. And that's why we refer to it as women's underwear rather than lingerie so that it doesn't feel occasional, but it feels rather like an everyday item. Okay, I want you to imagine you got picked out of the crowd and you walk up to the stage of this talk show and you sit down in a studio chair and out walks a celebrity makeup artist and a celebrity hairstylist and a stylist that you're like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe these people are about to work on me. Didn't we all crave that before and after that transformation when we would witness it on TV? I know I sure did. And it was always something that really tugged on my heartstrings because I'm all about women really finding joy and alignment and confidence in their lives. And I have launched the program. I'm telling you this program, (laughs) it is my soul's work. It's called the Entrepreneur Makeover. It starts October 7th. You have from now until then to make the choice to really invest and make the shift in your life and business. If you feel that tug, that pull for more, you're frustrated in your business. You're tired of doing the, it the way everybody else is doing it. You're tired of comparison mode and all the things that are holding you back from that success that you know is at your fingertips. You know you're capable of that six-figure business, but you're just so frustrated right now and stuck. And this is the program for you. We are going to truly create transformation every single week for six weeks. True before and afters where you give love and grace and gratitude to that person who came on the call, but you leave that call completely transformed with an after version. Someone who's ready for more, ready for flow, ready for alignment, knows who they are and what they have to offer. That joy and confidence exudes out of your pores. That's the goal. This entrepreneur makeover program, it will be something people can't take their eyes off of. Trust me, I know it. And here's the coolest thing. I had to make sure this aligned for me as well with my heart because it feels so good to actually bring this forward. And so I've priced it for you at 50% off because this is my first round of really creating intentional transformations on a weekly basis. I know it's going to be super 
super fun and I'm ready for the challenge, but I've priced it at 50% off so that you can really enjoy this experience and be a part of it with me. I've also priced it with angel numbers. You'll see that as you go and hit enroll now. And those angel numbers actually mean transformation. So as you invest and enroll in yourself, you are truly committing to transformation. You know you need to have to create that success. And lastly, and the most beautiful piece for me is 50% of every single person who enrolls will go back to Rising Angels. This is an organization that helps rehabilitate women who have been victims of sex trafficking. So you will transform your life. You will transform your business. And you are going to transform a life of a woman you don't even know by stepping out and deciding that is enough is enough. It's time for me to be who I need to be, to stop looking left and right, to get unstuck and make the choice to get gritty and ready for that six-figure business that I know I can have by the end of 2020. Are you in? Are you ready? You may not even be ready. Just get ready and join me. Head over to the website, jenspiegel.com, J-E-N-S-Z or Z, whichever one you like, P-I-G-I-E-L. So J-E-N-S-Z-P-I-G-I-E-L.com. Thanks, friends. Perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) And such a clear mission, such a clear focus. I just love that you really have obviously thought about this and you're in doing something that obviously, I wish people could see your face right now because you're so full of joy (laughs) and you're just sparkling talking about this. So it certainly does show that this is truly a passion project because you, you know, you're just, you're lit up talking about it. Thanks, Jen. It's actually nice to talk about it because, um, you know, just to give some context of where we're at at the moment, COVID has really knocked us. Um, as I said, it's, it's affected our export. It's affected import in the sense that we import all our raw materials from China. We haven't been able to manufacture. We sold out very early on. So we've been sitting with no stock now for nearly six months. So the, basically the business has actually been on ice throughout lockdown, which is very, very unfortunate, but we are gearing up for a very big relaunch and it is going to be very exciting. So thank you for asking about it because it's nice to finally get an opportunity to talk about it and remember how much I love that business actually, because I do love that business. I do love that business. Yeah. Yeah. And COVID. Oh, COVID. Wow. It just, um, <laughs> we just can't avoid talking about it, can we? <laughs> no, we can't. And it is such a topic of conversation just in my home. I'm highly emotional about it these days. I feel like we're in the aftershock. You know, we're getting these aftershocks of COVID mm-hmm. where we're feeling like we're getting a little bit of relief. But then as soon as I have that sense of relief, there's something that reminds me that we're not quite there yet. And how many mm-hmm. businesses have really been affected I would assume it's an e-commerce business as well. So could someone in Canada purchase something sassy and have it shipped to us? 100%. So that's actually part of why we set up our distribution center in Sydney, because firstly, we decided Sydney would be our first global expansion just because it is the most similar to South Africa in terms of culture. And it was just the easiest transition for us. But also Sydney, for us to ship anywhere in the world from Sydney is considerably cheaper than for us to ship from South Africa. So if we send over a massive, massive um, order of stock to Sydney, it sits in our distribution center there. We've got a great team there, an operations manager there, and she then handles global dispatch for the most part from Sydney. Okay. So tell me how that happens. Tell me how do you get from Georgia and Jemima coming up with this beautiful (laughs) idea, you know, developing it, designing it and, and actually bringing it to fruition to then finding somebody in Sydney to be your operations manager and do global expansion. How, how does that happen? Is it knowing people? Mm. Was it vision? What was that? So I'll tell you what it was, Jen. 
it was a couple of things, but the first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. when you ask me that question is mentors. Oh, good. It was one mentor in particular. I have a few, but it was one mentor in particular who sat with me one day and he had a cup of coffee with me and he is phenomenal in e-commerce. I mean, he's huge in South Africa. He's, he's massive. And he looked at me and he said, what are you waiting for? And I had all these great excuses. Oh, we've only been around for 18 months. And I feel like we need to have been doing more sales in South Africa and we need to be more established and we need to da, 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 da. And he said, why? Why? You have a formula for making sales. You have a product that people love. Just start testing it in other markets. Just just roll it out. And the thing with e-commerce, Jen, is that it actually can be really inexpensive. (laughs) It was very funny, actually. My business partner, Georgia, she was away on holiday. And she was in Italy for 10 days and she left and we had only a South African office and she came back 10 days later. We had an Australian website. My flights were booked to Australia and we had started production on our Australian stock. And she was like, what, what just happened? (laughs) And that's the beauty of e-commerce and online these days. Okay. That's also me. And that's just the the pace that I move at. But that's the beauty of, of online these days is, is borders no longer exist. We can work anywhere with anyone. You and I can sit on a call like this. We're on opposite ends of the world and we would never know it. I feel like you're sitting in my living room with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was Yeah, the- so so mentor, mentor, sorry, to answer your question. Yes, mentor. And you said there was a couple mentor. of mentor. So vision, we always knew we wanted to expand globally. I think we we didn't expect it to happen nearly as quickly as it did happen. Um, but we always knew we wanted to be a global brand and vision. And then there was something else that came into my mind as well. But I'm gonna stick with vision and mentors. <laughs> well, and I did, I did interrupt you because as you were talking, I'm so curious and I just feel like I have so much to learn from you. So I want to dig into as much as I can. So part of that was my fault. So I apologize for that, but I no, do, that's fine, do want to, I, I know I wanted to ask you too. I lost my train of thought. Cause I'm just, I think we're both equally excited for this conversation. This is real time <laughs> friends. Um, I know what I want to ask you is when you had that transition, so you talk about being fast paced, which resonates with me. I'm very fast paced as well. I don't want to do too much thinking or I can talk myself out of things. I just want to actually action. And that has served me well, actually in my life, lots of lessons through that, but it served me well. And so that was the question I want to ask you, what was your biggest lesson? So if someone's listening today and they're, you know, thinking about an e-commerce business and they're thinking, oh my gosh, Jemima, you know, she did this and look what they did. And they went to Sydney from another country. And I want to do all these things. What would be your best piece of advice for them? Do it. <laughs> just start. <laughs> just start. So, sorry, the one thing you did ask about was our head of operations in Sydney. Our head of operations is an old friend of mine. She's a very good friend of mine. She's South African. Oh. She immigrated. She married an Australian man and she's now married with a kid. And she's always wanted to get involved in something sassy from the day we started. So that that is another reason why Sydney was a very natural progression for us because I knew that Sarah was sitting there waiting, chomping at the bit to work with something sassy over there. So as I said, I picked up the phone. I said to her, this is what we want to do. Can we get the ball rolling? And she said, yes. And within 10 days, we had a website, had my flights booked and we had stock on its way there. So just my advice to anybody who's thinking about doing it is do it as cheaply as you can. So don't invest a lot in it and use the contacts you have, but just start moving. Just start moving. Even if it's a tiny step, like registering the domain name in another country. It's that simple, but just start. And that's the quickest way to learn as well. You know, I could have sat back and gone for another 18 months saying there's more we need to learn about this business and there's more we need to understand about our South African audience before we can expand globally. And I would never have learned as much as I learned by just doing it. So I think that's why I always say, just start, just go. 
just go and see what happens. I agree with that. I really agree with that. And I, because I am similar to you, I'm always so interested how people can be held back so much, you know, how fear can be so paralyzing and how beautiful ideas don't come forward because of that, that sense of fear of what if. And to me, the only way to figure out what if is to do it. You know, it's the only way, it's the only way you'll ever have answers is to actually give it a shot. And if you don't, then forever, you're just going to have questions versus answers. So 100%. I love that. I love that. Okay. So something sassy, we're going to put that in the show notes. I want everybody to go check that out. It's, <laughs> I, I checked it out. I was shopping last night and just going, oh, 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 I love, I love the idea of underwear versus lingerie because as a woman, mm-hmm. I, one of the things I love sets, that's part of me dressing in the morning is having pretty things on underneath my clothes. It does make a difference for me at least. So to have comfort, pretty, sexy, beautiful, all those things wrapped up in my drawer of underwear is very appealing to me. So I'm excited to shop 100%. and 100%. Um, we'll make sure. Other and there's one there. thing, there's one thing I know, Jen, that you've just confirmed. And I know this, no matter who you are, it doesn't matter what we are wearing as women. If we are in cute underwear that makes us feel amazing, we will feel amazing. It's true. It doesn't matter what you're wearing on the outside. If your underwear is cute, you're going to feel great. It's so true. I mean, like it would never not match. Like that can't happen. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, sorry, I know we we keep talking about this, but that was the, that was the thing that retailers were asking us for Mm. was matching sets. And there are just not enough people doing matching sets. Wow. And that was the gap, certainly in South Africa, that was the gap that we identified within the retailers. Yeah. It's just, to me, it's always been about the full thing. And I've always been into fashion and style, but I just always thought you wouldn't not match your top to your pants or your top to your bottom. So why would you do that underneath too? It's just never, it never felt right. So I am excited to dig into that (laughs) business of yours. And I just appreciate hearing. Thank you so much for sharing the process of that. And I'm going to be in you on to getting that up and going again. And I can't wait Mm -hmm. to see what you're coming up with in that quiet time that you've had. I'm sure it's given you some Mm. clear focus and maybe some new Mm. creative ideas. So I'm excited Mm. to see that come out and uh, I'll be a a big big consumer. (laughs) Well, I know who to phone when we're ready to expand into Canada. Please do. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it's now on record friends. It's now on record. There we go. There we go. (laughs) I'd love that. That would be an honor. Um, okay. So let's talk about, um, where you are today. Let's talk about Coco creative because that's another exciting business that you own that Mm. has changed now because of COVID. And I'd love if you would spend some time maybe describing that experience and how you got to this new sort of um, fresh approach. So Jen, when I sold off my distribution business, which was about four years ago now, nearly March, okay. I think it'll be four years, so three and a half years ago, I started Coco Creative. And it was a little bit accidental at the time in the sense that I started that with another business partner. I had just closed down my business and she was looking for something to do. And I said, look, I'll put up the money. She was in marketing. I said, I'll put up the money. You run it. I've got a lot of contacts. I've got a lot of people who come to me and ask me how to market their businesses, how to grow their businesses online. I will send them to you. I'll help strategically, but from a very behind the scenes place. I don't want to be the front of the business. Like I'm working on something sassy. I've just walked away from another business. I don't want to be the face of of a third (laughs) right now. So you do this thing, but I've got you basically. Okay. And that's actually how Coco Creative started. And she is still one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since we were 10 years old. And six months in, she realized entrepreneurship actually wasn't for her. Hmm. And so she exited the company as a director. And what had happened over those six months that we'd been working together on building this business for her was it 
just took on a life of its own. It was a phenomenal business. We already had amazing girls working for us. We were working with amazing clients and I was in a position to either shut it down or to do it myself. And I chose to do it myself. And it's been, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster, but it is an amazing, amazing company. It's grown from strength to strength. We took it from zero to a huge organization doing millions every year, working on brands like Mercedes-Benz, Nissan. We were working on campaigns for huge brands and my team grew. I learned more in one year in that agency about leading a team, teams, multiple teams, managing people than I have learned in 10 years of being a business owner. It, it was the most eye-opening year for me last year. That business just boomed. And Jen, COVID hit in South Africa. I know it's been hugely impactful all over the world, but just to speak for South Africa specifically, South Africa relies heavily on tourism, Cape Town particularly. Right. A lot of our clients are big hotel chains or, or whatever. And we lost every single one of our clients around February, March of this year. Because of course, when people have no money coming in, the first thing they do is pull back on their marketing budgets. That's what everyone does. It is the most counterintuitive thing in the world. Don't even get me started. (laughs) But let's get started because it's so true. I don't understand it. Mm. It's a time to dig it. There's that saying that says taking the battery out the clock isn't going to stop time. And it's exactly the same with pulling back on your marketing budget when you have no money. It's not going to help you get more sales. It is the most counterintuitive thing. But Jen, what that meant was we had an obligation. I felt very seriously that we had an obligation to tell the smaller guys around the country, around the world, that the opportunity for ad space and visibility online was greater than ever before. Because brands like Coca-Cola and Apple had stopped paying for Facebook ads, the opportunity for the smaller guys with the smaller budgets was bigger than ever. And that's what we came into COVID feeling like we wanted to do. We had a few opportunities, but the biggest thing for me and my team was that we suddenly had no clients. (laughs) We suddenly had no work to do. We were very quickly busier than we've ever been in our entire lives, but we (laughs) we had no clients. We had no work to do. We had no deadlines. We had nobody asking for anything. And we were suddenly in a position to do what we wanted to do as opposed to what our clients needed us to do. And what we wanted to do as a team of women, female founded organization with an all women team. I've only ever employed women in any of my businesses, actually. Sorry if there are men listening to this, but an all women team, we sat back and we said, what do we want to do with our days now? And what we could have done is watched Netflix for days on end and taken the time to have a holiday. And we didn't. Every single one of my team blew me away, Jen, and they worked like I've never seen them work before. And we built out a business that was able to support itself and my staff financially, and also support startup founders, freelancers, early stage entrepreneurs, um, female business owners who were struggling, women who had lost their jobs and were suddenly now really wanting to build out their side hustle. These are the people we wanted to help. And we didn't want to sit and be beholden to Mercedes Benz and whoever else anymore. We wanted to help people, really, really help people. And that's what we spent the last six months doing. And it has been, I said to you when we first got on this call, <laughs> if I'm honest about how I am at the moment, I'm tired. <laughs> it has been six months like I have never had. It's like starting a new business. And I'd almost forgotten what that was like. But it has been six months of flat out building of a new brand and a new business. And it has been amazing. It's been amazing. You know, a couple things I want to dig into here. 
The first one that I think is so important and to highlight right away is you not only learn to look at what the world was needing from you, you saw a need, you saw how you could impact and help others. But I love that you went to the team and asked them how they wanted to live their Mm -hmm. life. I feel like the season we just went through was just that. What do we really want our days to look like? And then what can we do to help others in order to achieve that? And that connection of wanting what's an ideal life for ourselves, but attaching that to helping and serving people has Mm -hmm. been a beautiful thing to watch unfold over and over again during the last six Mm -hmm. months. I feel like we've become more heart-centered on what services and products we provide to the, the marketplace. Do you feel the same? 100% Jen and I am seeing it I'm getting to be a part of it for so many other women which is amazing we work now with um, a lot of women who are as I said turning either their freelancing careers into some kind of online coaching or training and in that they're supporting other women Yes. And so I'm getting to see so many people, you know, we, I've got a client at the moment that I'm, that I'm coaching and I'm helping strategically pivot her business. And she is an EQ coach in um, Kenya, actually. She's based in Kenya and she has a massive organization. She's done EQ coaching around Kenya for years for big, big companies. And she's pivoting herself. And she came to me and my team and she said, can I get some help in doing this please? And we're supporting her and getting her. And she's now coaching EQ one-on-one because she wanted to help people more. That's what she wanted to do. She didn't want to go into big corporates anymore and train teams and talk about how EQ can help you get a promotion or can, you know, she wanted to help individuals. And so we're so lucky. I'm so lucky because I'm getting to be a part of this journey that other women are on, which is just, but I had no, Jane, six months ago, I had no idea that this is what I was going to be doing today. Six months ago, we were sitting in our office. We were up at the top of our building and we had a beautiful view and there were tons of us in the office and we were working on campaigns for other brands. Now I sit and I have conversations all day, every day with women like you, with other women who are just doing the most amazing things. And you're so right. Everybody has just become so much more cognizant of who is around them and what the people around them need and what they themselves need. Mm. And it goes beyond just financial need for Mm. the first time. I'm seeing it really go beyond just financial need. And I feel like for so long, so many people have just done the next right thing or the next best step forward to help them make more money. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I love money. Please don't get me wrong. I love it. And the more that comes to me, the better I'm happier that way. (laughs) Don't pretend not to be, (laughs) but what I'm seeing is, is it's almost like, you know, people struggling financially has meant that they are, they're no longer um, serving money and they're Mm -hmm. rather serving themselves. Yes. And that's what I'm seeing. And I'm just, and that's what I'm seeing within my team. I'm seeing it in myself. I'm seeing it within the women we work with. And it's just, as you say, it's just been, it's been the most amazing few months. It really has. I'm so impressed with your ability to shift and mold and see needs and want to serve and make impact. It's, it's, it's almost like soul food. When you were talking, I kept hearing like, this is like soul food. This is like soul food. I love these types of conversations. And I particularly like conversations that are centered around building others, impacting others, 
empowering others, specifically women. I too, like, I know there's men that listen to the podcast and we love them and (laughs) there's going to be more men on the podcast. I definitely need to stretch more into that. But I think for me, my heart and soul has always been connected to women and seeing them live up to their potential. And now you're supporting that. And it must just feel so good because you have this business that has worked with really big brands, which is demanding in itself and stretches you in different ways. But now taking all that experience and bringing it down into like bite-sized pieces for people who are just starting out. Oh, just, it feels so, I know it feels so good helping people start businesses. I, it's like birthing a baby. It's so amazing. It's, I mean, it's a little bit selfish. I won't lie. Like I, sometimes I feel like I'm getting more out of it than the women yes. I'm speaking to just because I love it. So I totally, and, I totally hear you on that. I do. And Jen, you know, for me personally, that's, I don't have any negative feelings really towards what the world has been through the last six months. Yes, it's tragic and many lives have been lost and people have been affected massively. But for me personally, the experience that I have had, and I will own this, the the experience I made of it has been the most liberating experience because for years you know, I've, I've written, I've journaled, I've written my vision. And it always said, always for years, I want to help more people. I want to mm-hmm. speak to more women. I want to impact more women. I want to have more influence. I want to write a book. Da, 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 da. And I never did any of it because I was so busy building my businesses. Right. And now that's what the six months has done for me. Because Jen, when, when nothing is certain, anything is possible. Mm. And nothing was, nothing was certain still very little, but nothing was certain. And we didn't know what was going to happen. And nobody knew what it was going to look like. And nobody, as I said, I didn't have clients needing things. I didn't have any, I had no responsibility, very little external influence because I don't watch the news or spend much time on social media. And I got to just create in those six months. And I feel like so many other people have had the same opportunity and they've done some amazing things with that time. Yeah. It sounds like complete alignment. That's what it sounds like Mm. to me. You just, you Mm. came into alignment. Oh, so I think we're going to need to turn this into a two-part series if I have your permission, because I have a couple more questions. (laughs) (laughs) I have some more questions about this. Like, I think, I think we, we definitely need to, because I actually want to do some like rapid fire questions about marketing in general, Mm. but I do have one more question here that I'd love to ask you just in this flavor and this like content we're talking about here. I know I'm really curious what you see as a need out there right now. So if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they want to gain more influence or start a business or just get out there and try something, is there something, is there a gap somewhere where you're like, this is a huge opportunity. I wish more people were diving into this or that. So Jen, the feeling I have is no, I don't have anything that comes to mind, but the one thing that I do want to tell more people to do is to show up as themselves and see what comes of that. So it's so easy to say that. And I know that, like I, I've been this person where people are like, oh, you have such an amazing story. You know, as I mentioned, write a book or tell people your story. And I didn't for years and years and years and years and years. I didn't, I just, I just worked away. And I just wish more people would show up in their authenticity and just put out there whatever it is, because we all have something different. We all have something unique. And if you just show up and you start talking about who you are and the experiences you've had and the ideas that you have, something's going to come out of that. Something. 
People are going to be asking you for something. People are going to be suggesting something. People are going to be asking for more of something that you're putting out. And that is if somebody is looking for how to, how to get into the space and how to do something online and serve other people, I would say that that's the best place to start. If you are, if you don't have a particular idea in mind, I would say that's, that's the place to start for sure. I love that advice because one of the things I've noticed through COVID in particular is I think it's stripped a lot of people of their perfectionism. I think mm-hmm. online and even in businesses, oftentimes we were showing up when it was perfect versus coming up and showing up in sometimes the hard times where things were a little messy or maybe when we didn't have it all together. And I know for me, that has been a hard thing to do because you see coaches out there and they're always are happy and positive and the grass is green. And I'm thinking, I love that. And I am definitely that person. Like I am definitely someone who can spin positivity into anything, but I can't act as though some days are really hard that I'm still a mom of four. I'm still a woman and a human being and all these things that I'm working through simultaneously with everybody else. And so I love that piece of advice because I really saw that stripped. I think people who are showing up still in that way where nothing's wrong and they're sugarcoating everything, I think it's very unattractive. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that it's made us become more vulnerable. That's really, really important. And I love too, that you're just giving people permission just to be themselves. And the other piece with COVID that has been really astonishing to me and that you've proven the same idea I have is so many people stopped showing up. They took it as an extended vacation. They weren't sure how to show up. So they weren't showing up at all. And I remember I had this like intuition, this guidance of show up bigger and better than ever before. Not perfectly but be very consistent. Don't let days go by where you're not providing value and content and sharing your experiences because it's quieter than it's ever been. So you have an opportunity for more people to hear than ever before. And that's what you do with your business with Coco Creative, right? Rather than take an extended vacation, you just thought, what can we do and found this new mission? So inspiring. Thank you, Jen. And two things I want to say is firstly, in response to you saying I'm giving people permission to show up in their imperfection, I'm not just giving people permission, Jen, I'm imploring people to show up in their imperfection. I am begging you, every single one of you, please just show up and be who you are, be your authentic self, because that's what we need. We all need to see who you are because you're going to have something that somebody needs to see or hear. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just giving permission. I'm really begging people to do that. And the second thing I wanted to say, Jen, was you talk about people taking an extended vacation and I agree with you. I think that people have, but what I saw for myself, I think maybe it's just the network that I, the people around me, the networks that I'm in, but I saw businesses take a vacation And that's what distressed me the most, right? Is it wasn't necessarily the people who stopped showing up. It was the businesses who didn't look for the opportunities Mm -hmm. and who didn't see what was possible and were just waiting with their arms folded for things to go back to normal, whatever that means. I'm doing that in inverted commas. (laughs) There is no normal. And and I found it so frustrating to see all of these businesses just sit back and do, and, and there were a lot who did who did pivot and did adapt and, and credit to them. And, and they were amazing, but so many businesses have just sat back and they've waited to see waited. what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. that I find the most frustrating and the most distressing is there, there has been so much opportunity and, and it's been wasted by a lot of organizations. Yes. Preach. <laughs> yes. I, it was so puzzling to me. I just thought this is life. And this is, if we want to be business owners, we can't expect this to be an easy ride. And we can't expect really 
big catastrophic sometimes events happening that pull out of us these mm. powerful strengths and gifts and ways of meeting our potential clients or customers in a more heartfelt way. Mm. I mean, this is, this is what this, this did. And I, first the people who went quiet, I just, I still scratch my head. I, 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 I find this is a sense of obligation in this moment to do more and be more and stand up in leadership. And a lot of 100%. people, a lot of people who were in leadership proved that maybe their leadership wasn't quite what the title reflected. <laughs> so, it was just a title actually uh-huh. and, and nothing more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it can also, that could be a silver lining for a person. So if you're listening in and thinking, oops, the Daisy, like that was me. Mm. I, I have to say I was guilty. I went quiet and I, I stopped. This also could be a point where people can really look inward and go, why, what, what intimidated me about this mm. moment? Why did I feel the need to withdraw versus lean in? And mm. that's what builds a stronger, better leader. So I, my hope is no matter what you did through this season, whether you stood up and really shone a light on your leadership, or maybe it was dimmed, how can you build that light back up again? What mm-hmm. do you need to learn? Or what did you learn to show up in a bigger, better way tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's powerful. So good. Okay. So I do feel like we need to do part two parts. So I want to end part one here with you with a question that I okay. have all of my guests and how is Jemima going to be iconic today? Okay. This is a time zone. So I'm going to bed now. So my, <laughs> my, my iconicness is over for the day, but I'll tell you how I plan to be iconic tomorrow. That's perfect. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> so Jen, I think, you know, the best way that I can be iconic is to go back to what we started with, which is for the first time in my life, really honor the childhood that I had and what that has allowed me to create as an adult and what that allows me to get up and speak about or relate to or build rapport with people who are suffering in silence. And so I think that is how I would like to be iconic is to honor the child, honor the eight-year-old, the six-year-old, the 14-year-old who had a life that she should never have had. And the way that I'm going to honor her is by looking at the life she had and say, it was for a good cause. It was horrible, but it was for a good cause. And look what we get to do today. And so, yes, to be iconic, I'm going to honor what little Jemima experienced. Thank you for that. And what a beautiful example of what you ended off with here on this this conversation about showing up authentically and imploring people to be vulnerable. And to me, anybody I'm going to look to and witness needs to walk the talk. And that is proof that that's exactly what you do. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And stay tuned, friends, for part two, where I'm going to do some rapid fire questions. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. I think, I mean, you're, you're amazing and, and you, you, you deserve the credit as well. Thank you. I mean, hearing four kids at home and I'm just thinking, Jesus, I find it difficult to do life with no kids at home. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, No, massive props to you, Jen. You really, you do, you do an amazing thing every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. 
I have a new freebie over at the website, okay? So our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people, and I'll let you know a hundred times over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast, maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today. Shoot me off a message in the DM. Share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.